Hey everyone, this is Chris and Tony's Blood and Donuts. Where we talk about and review your favorite horror movies. So grab a dozen. And a pint of blood. And let's talk about the 2015 dark fantasy holiday film, Krampus. Hello everybody, welcome to Blood... And donuts. I'm Tony. And I'm Chris. Thanks everybody so much for joining. Absolutely. We want to thank everybody who has subscribed to us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And of course, those folks watching us and subscribing on YouTube. Every week, we're just blown away by all the support that we've received in just a short amount of time. We love doing this podcast, but when we see in the people who are engaging, subscribing, and watching and enjoying this podcast, it makes it that much better. So we just want to thank you for that. Yeah, thanks. And give us some feedback, too. We love that. Uh, We're just a couple of guys goofing off doing what we love. So we love to hear uh, how everybody likes us. And uh, yeah, leave us a like and a follow. Absolutely. Chris and I, we've been friends for 25 years. Back in middle school, our parents, they would take us to a local rental store. We would rent these B-horror films, slasher films, classic horror films, you name it. We would stay up till the wee hours in the morning watching these horror films. And then all week at school, we would have these inside jokes, quotes. And also, we would give each our very humble opinions about those horror films. Well, we wanted to somehow recreate that as adults. That's what you're listening to today. The Blood and Donuts podcast, where we upload a new episode every Saturday. So make sure you're subscribed so you don't miss anything. Absolutely. So we start by sharing some facts or like an overview, and then we will give you our rating, and then we will jump into spoilers, a scene by scene spoilers, and uh, tell. But 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 first, before we do that, you'll you'll know because we'll give our rating. Tell them how our rating works, Chris. Yeah, so we rank on a scale of one through thirteen donuts. One through four is a terrible movie. I would not go out of your way to spend any money on this. Five through eight is kind of a mid-tier. It's worth a rent if you have time. It's not terrible, but it's not elite. Nine through 12 is worth a view. Rent it if you need to, but definitely watch this film. Mm. 13 is a Baker's Dozen tier, which is a masterpiece and should be considered one of the best or most influential movies of all time. We also alternate our movie choices here. Uh, This one is mine. Whoever picks the movie goes first. And we are both in the dark about what the other thinks. I have no idea what he thinks of Krampus, but I'll figure out pretty soon. Krampus, 2015. Or Krampus? Krampus? Krampus. Is that that what the grandmother says? Krampus? I'm going to try to pronounce it like that, but I'll probably fail. Okay. Well, I'm just going to stick with Krampus. Krampus. It don't even sound Krampus. Krampus. (laughs) Sounds very redneck. Krampus. Krampus Mm going to get you. Krampus. (laughs) Krampus is a 2015 Christmas horror comedy film based on the eponymous character from Austro-Bavarian folklore directed by Michael Dodery, written by Dodery, Todd Casey, Zach Shields. This film stars Adam Scott, who's famous for Derek from Step Brothers. Remember Uh, Step Brothers? No, I know him more for Parks and Rec. Parks and Rec. He's been Wyatt. Yeah. I like like Parker he was Ray. Derek. He and Derek uh, like the the whole uh, Vanilla Ice and you know, I haven't had a carb in like s- since '96 or something like that. And then he shows his abs or something. Like that. That's hilarious. <laughs> Tony Collette, yeah, Allison Tolman. There's a whole bunch of actors in this man. Yeah, whole bunch Koshner's of in there. Yeah, I like him. Um, uh, is it who's the bald guy? The bald redneck guy who used to be on SNL when we used to watch SNL back in the day. That's Koshner, right? Is it Koshner? Yeah, David Kushner. He's on The Office as Todd Packer. Yes. Um, he is in, Todd like, Packer. Thomas yes. he's, he's been in all kinds of Michael stuff. Michael Scott and Todd Packer. <laughs> I love their relationship <laughs> in the freaking office. Man. Yeah. I forgot about that. And this film, mm-hmm. a dysfunction. I just thought, I'm sorry. Uh, a dysfunctional family squabbling causes a young boy to lose his festive spirit. Doing so unleashes the wrath of Krampus a fearsome horned demonic beast in ancient Europe, uh, European folklore who punishes naughty children at Christmas time. As Krampus lays siege to the neighborhood, the family must band together to save one another from a monstrous fate. Is Krampus a relatively new thing? Cause I, I don't remember Krampus as a kid. It was always 
like the Grinch. Like the Grinch is yeah. He he's the one who ruins Christmas. Yeah, I, I feel the same way. I feel like uh, somewhere uh, relatively new. I feel like in the in the like the mid two thousands, people started talking about it, and probably because they started making movies about it. But I mean, for such a long time, right. Christmas was kind of a, like untouchable. You know, you don't want to touch. Yeah, like because it is Christ's birthday. You know what I mean? This is Christmas yeah. time. You don't want you don't want to touch it. You don't want to mess with that. So people, I think, were a little scared of of bringing Krampus into this. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, I like you know, there's what Jack Frost and stuff like that, yeah. like those slasher films yeah. featuring Christmas icons. Don't so. forget Gremlins, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Come on. Gremlins, man. That's a classic <laughs> Christmas horror film. Thanks, Corey Feldman. Go back and go back and uh and uh look at that episode. We just reviewed Gremlins, that classic from the <laughs> from the nineteen eighties, starring yeah, Corey Feldman. Man, mm -hmm. that's a that's a good one to watch with your kids around Christmas. It time. is. So uh inspiration from this film, ancient European legend of Krampus, a horned figure who punishes naughty children. We said that. Uh Michael Dotery. He directed this, but he also directed Trick or Treat. We've also reviewed that yeah. film. Uh, and that is a good one. You know, looking back on it, that's probably one of my favorite ones that we've reviewed. Yeah. Um, just from a fun standpoint, fun uh, horror. And it's cool. I read that the Krampus, like the final design for this character, was uh, was kind of distilled over various like images and illustrations of the creature. So they took all those and like put them in a, a database and just got all the, the different characteristics for it. So, uh, and I like the, you know, the, the design is really cool on Krampus. Yeah. I, I did like that. Oh man. Krampus looked freaking awesome. Yeah. yeah. Krampus looked, yeah, he, he looked amazing. That mouth wide open, that opening scene where, where you finally see him, he's jumping from house to house. That looked good. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. And how about Dotery? Like Dotery just went all like so his his horror film, Trick or Treat, just went all in on Halloween. Just went a hundred percent. Like, is there a more Halloween film, horror film than hot than Trick or Treat? <laughs> you know? And then and then his mm -hmm. yeah, you know, like he's gonna do Krampus, a very Christmas horror film. And that's what struck me about this film. This film is very it takes elements from like Home Alone, uh Christmas Vacation. I mean, mm. even the house looks like uh, looks like Kevin's house, the McAllister's house. Yeah. yeah, it does. You know, you got you got cousin Eddie coming over basically from Christmas vacation. <laughs> you know, you got the family coming. I don't know. It just borrows a lot of Christmas elements. What's funny is like you know that opening uh, like Black Friday or Christmas shopping scene. It reminded mm. me. Uh, I was very I, like when Thanksgiving this this recent slasher that just came out. They had an opening. Black Friday scene, which was very similar to this one, but this one came out eight years before, so I d I did not yeah. know that I'd never seen this film, so I feel like it should it borrowed from this a little bit, so I thought that was kind of cool. Yeah, that's cool. You know, man, this movie, uh, and they did make it a point to have, to be like half of it almost seemed it was like it was split into three different acts, where the first part was like strictly Christmas, you're dealing with relatives, you're doing yeah. all this stuff. The second part is kind of building up the the final act, like the bad guys and the monsters, whatever. And then the, the ending is, you know, you're dealing with all these monsters. So, yeah. um, he did make it a point to make it half the movie is like strictly Christmas before turning it into like that dark horror fantasy kind of deal. Yeah. And, uh, to be honest, I like when I, when I was watching it there at the beginning, it, it was, I liked it. I love the, the, the black Friday or no, I keep saying black Friday. I'm sorry. Um, I love the shopping scene. I love the, uh, mm -hmm. the, the, uh, the kid was, he was in a play and he like, he like fought some other guy. It was in a Christmas play. There was like <laughs> Joseph from the manger scene was in there, but there was also like a reindeer in there and like a snowman and he was just fight. I just, I loved all of that. I love the grandmother. Uh, the grandmother was in there making cookies in the kitchen, and she had a, a mm. Christmas Carol and Jacob Marley on there on the on the tube. I love that whole setup. I, I'm I'm a Christmas fan, so I and I love Christmas movies, so I love that setup of this. I I really enjoyed the first thirty minutes of this film a lot. Wow! So we're gonna have some varying opinions there. <laughs> I was not a fan of the first portion. Yeah. Of this film. Okay. Um. I didn't really like the family, okay. the in-laws, yeah, or, or you know the the sister coming in and stuff like that. I I found them almost just insufferable in some ways. But we'll get into that when we get to the spoilers yeah, for sure. Absolutely.
Um, there's animated sequences. This film features animated sequences that tell the backstory of Krampus, adding a visually distinct element to the storytelling. Um, a lot of the effects were uh, were practical, but there was also mm-hmm. some CGI with the gingerbread men that I saw. That's what I have notes on. Yeah, you could see the um, you could definitely see the CGI. Yeah. Versus the practical stuff, yes. um, and I liked, I did like the mixture of both. Um, mm-hmm. I thought it worked okay, and you know, of course, all the what what do they call it, Krampus's uh, his toys or something yes. like all of them. I thought were were fun. Each one had like a different thing that it did when yeah. it was kind of stalking the family stuff. Yeah. So I thought it was really cool. So I saw that this had a PG thirteen rating, and mm-hmm. all I knew about this film, it was just uh, just like the the poster. There's like a snow globe, and there's like Krampus claw on top of the snow globe looking thing, and just this mm-hmm. Krampus real creepily. And, and yeah. then, and then I, I, you know, I, I put it in. It was, and I started watching it, and I was like, oh my God, this is PG 13. And then I watched that first 30 minutes, and I was like, why am I watching this by myself? You know, I thought it was an actual, I really <laughs> thought it was like a hardcore horror. Krampus is going to come and kill children. You know, like that. I thought it was. Yeah. Uh, you know, it was more goofy. It was more comedy than I thought. You know, like and so, mm-hmm. so I actually watched the first thirty minutes twice. You know, because I was like, I gathered my family the second time. I turned it off and nice. I, was like, I gathered my family up in the the movie room and we all watched it together. So I I enjoyed that. I like that. But that being said, it has a PG thirteen rating, and uh, mm-hmm. so so you're not seeing that you're not seeing the kills on camera. There's none. There's not really none, is there? No, they, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to spoil that, but yeah, they're you know a lot of the stuff just looks like they're being kind of taken away yeah. and stuff and, and disappearing right. things like that. But but they do a good job of keeping the, the kills you know minimal Mid- there. Yeah. Um, there. There's even some parts so, where uh, like like you would definitely say a cuss word and they say like mother friggin' you know like. <laughs> yeah so I, I watched it twice also I watched it once um, by myself yeah. and then I was like hey maybe the wife would like this um, invited the kid to but he uh, you know he just is his own thing so he, <laughs> he didn't watch it with us but and so I think she she liked it um, and then that, it kind of gave me a, a better appreciation because I watched it again with a more open mind you yeah. know me man I like to get into the scary I'm wanting to see a creepy suspenseful or a slasher some blood you could be like pretty you could be pretty uh, cynical too you know what i mean like you could yeah. be you could be sitting like hurry up all right yeah hurry up yeah, okay yeah, i've heard I get that it. i've seen me. that move yeah. on you know you're pretty you're pretty cynical when it comes to a lot of things that's good though <laughs> they don't call that's me good though i'm pretty I'm, I'm pretty positive when it comes to i'm like oh that's fine that's good i like that <laughs> you know i don't know yeah <clears throat> let's see and, what the ratings oh, on this thing is let's see imbd Mm-hmm. Rotten Tomatoes. IMBD gives us a 6.2 out of 10, so it's like split down the middle. Critics gave it a 66% of critics enjoyed this film. 52% of audiences enjoyed this film. I uh, I, I know why that is. That I, because it is deceiving. Like I I was deceived. I did not. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't. I went in there with a. Di- I think you did too. I think you went in there thinking that we were getting a different film than what we got. Yeah. The the cover art. Does not match the tone doesn't match at of all. the movie uh, for the first two thirds. Now yeah. towards the end, you you kind of get it. You're like, okay, yeah. this is where the fun is. Yeah, uh, in the last part of it, but the beginning is definitely not the cover art. Um, I did read too that uh, the director, you know, as you mentioned, did Trick or Treat. Um, he said that Trick or Treat Two is going to be a hard R film. He's like, it is going to be rated yeah. R. No questions asked, because I think that they kind of talked him down from R to PG thirteen is what I read on this. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, for this movie, oh, I could see that. Well, in in yeah. a sense, in a sense, we've talked about this before with Gremlins. What else? What else was PG thirteen? Five Nights at Freddy's. I I enjoy. I like, I like a good. Uh, I like a horror film. I'm not gonna say good. Take that away. Subtract that. I like a horror film. When they're PG-13, I can watch it with my kids. I can enjoy it with my family. A lot of horror mm-hmm. films in my house, I'm watching them by myself. You know what I mean? Nobody yep. can watch. Uh, and a lot, yeah, the, a lot of horror films today are getting really messed up. You know what I mean? Like, they're like yeah. crazy, you know? You're not going to watch Sleepaway Camp or Terrifier with the family. <laughs> 
I mean, you're not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm not. (laughs) Uh, Can you imagine watching Terrifier with my kids? I I think the police would come and arrest me. Probably. They would probably call the police on you. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) That's hilarious. Um, So, yeah, like you mentioned, the actors, um, some of the actresses were good. Uh, I wasn't. And, you know, we've talked about this before. Every time there's kid actors. Yeah. They didn't do it for me in this one. Okay. I mean, you look at a you look at a movie like Black Phone. Yeah. And they are the freaking standard for yeah. me now yeah. for kid actors in scary movies. These kid actors didn't do it for me. Even the lead, it wasn't strong yeah. for him. Um, I liked Omi, her character. Um, obviously, we talked about David Koshner as agree. Howard. Tone. I agree with the, the Omi character. I agree. I agree. She was she was one of the best actresses in this film. Yeah. And she didn't have very many lines, but she had yeah. that aura about her. Yeah. She, she um, like, you, you, she looked like a, like a, she, she looked like a, a very talented actress who, mm-hmm. who had been here before. I, I really, I didn't look her up or, or see what she had done, but her, she, she played a very good mis, mysterious grandmother, but she had some uh, confusing details about her too, which we could talk about a little bit later as well. <laughs> Yeah, we'll get into that. Uh, and I think the best kid actor, if you could call her a kid, was uh, Beth, played by um, Stefania Owen. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, she she was Max's sister. She wasn't in the film for too long, but when she was there, she was kind of like the the stronger of the kid actors, yeah. if you can call her a kid, probably mid teens or whatever. Yeah, I agree. Max but, anyway. Ma- Max was uh, Max was not the best. Uh, he, 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 I didn't like him that much, you know. I'd like, I wanted yeah. to like him. Like, he, he was a sweet kid when you when, when the you know the reading is a note at the table. This is a spoiler, whatever. You know, like he's a sweet kid. Uh, you know, he loves. Sure. His, yeah, he has a good relationship with his grandmother and stuff like that. But, but you just don't you you don't delve into him enough to really learn about Max and really like him. And like you said, his performance is not that compelling. You know. Yeah. And, uh, and, and along with that, even, even, uh, Adam, uh, from Parks and Rec and, uh, from step, uh, you know, step brothers and stuff like, like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. as a dad, you're sitting there and, uh, it's hard to take him serious because he plays yep. serious in these funny roles on like step brothers and stuff like that. So like you're seeing him, you're yep. just like, dude, I don't, I don't believe you, you know? Yeah. He's almost typecast as like a serious uh, you know, no nonsense kind of guy. I mean, Parks and Rec, and Parks and Rec, he's great. He's funny. He delivers like the very dry humor that that you and I like. Yeah. So it's almost like he doesn't do it as a family man for me. Absolutely, I agree with you. Yeah, man. Why don't you Why don't you go ahead and get into your rating on this? Let's see what that is. I was gonna say, yeah. If unless uh, you, you don't have more any more facts, facts. yeah. No, I don't. Okay. Uh, so. Since I picked this movie, I'll go first. Um, we'll get into my pros here. Um, the good scenery and costume design. I thought the costume designs on the uh, monsters were great. Um, I did like the story premise, and I did like the ending. I'm not going to spoil it. Uh, and I touched on it briefly. The second and third acts were great. My favorite scene involves gingerbread men. I'll leave it at that. Uh, the cons for me, the cousins and aunt Judy were unbearable at times. I hated their characters. Uh, the first third of this movie for me was hard to get into. Um, you could make the family more lovable and still annoying. See home alone, right? Like home alone. (laughs) I didn't hate any of those characters. These characters I hated. Uh, worst scene for was meeting the family. I have to pick a number here. My rating, if I go back and forth, if I sit there at the first part of the movie, it's a five. Ultimately, I'm going to give it a six out of 13 donuts. Uh, So it's mid-tier, middle of the mid-tier for me. Uh, Six out of 13 for Krampus. Krampus. I enjoyed the the first bit of this. Uh, Again, like I said, I watched the first... 15 20 30 minutes of this film and i was like i need to watch this in my family because i thought it was hilarious it was a good setup mm-hmm. and i was like before i wanted to see krampus come and just wreak havoc on this family i wanted to uh, see a good setup a good christmas setup and i and all the elements were there for me uh, uh you'll see you you know you see you see the uh, the grandmother making cookies in there and and uh I, at one point the dad kind of comes in there and says hey don't don't you know, don't break your 
don't you know don't hurt yourself making all those cookies she bought some from yeah. the store you know and you see those elements and then you see jacob marley come on the tv and say like you know if you don't change your path you're gonna you know it's kind of like uh kind of uh reverbing back to what's gonna happen it's kind of like talking about what's gonna happen and 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 all mm -hmm. that stuff so i i like that i like the setup of it because i was expecting krampus to come and come in full force and he, and he kind of does. Um, there, there's some, uh, we'll, we'll talk about that here in the next segment in the scene by scene, but uh, uh, there's a kid that goes missing and the parents are not really convinced, uh, convincing as far as like, I was just like, yeah, your kid's missing. Your like kid. you're not concerned at all. Yeah. Oh, she'll be back. <laughs> you know, I just like, it just seems yeah. like, um, uh, Krampus has some minions with him that does some dirty work. I would rather see more Krampus and less minions. I love Krampus. You know, I thought he was great. Yeah. I loved his character. You don't see a lot of him in this film at all. Yeah. Um, so, Agreed. so I didn't, I didn't see good execution uh, on the, on the second half. I do like the isolate. Uh, you do feel isolated, like in the thing. You know, that snowy atmosphere where these people are trapped. There's nowhere to go. I like that element. All the neighbors are on vacation. Yeah, neighbors are on thing. vacation, yeah. and again, that draws from like Home Alone and and, and all that stuff. Like, oh, oh yeah, they're on vacation. No, nobody's here. No one can help you. And and uh, and I see the you know the I love how he picked from Christmas movies, and he really established that mm -hmm. really well. And he and he picked from a lot of Halloween and horror films, so he established that very well. But I just feel like the execution. Um, uh, towards the end and stuff and I did not like the ending as much and and like you said the the family the even the the second family that that comes in comes in they're they are not likable at all you like you hate them mm. you really yep. hate them a lot you know like uh <laughs> uh they're, they're they're just not and it's like it's almost like to the point of just like goofy how much how bad these people suck you know what I mean? Yeah. So anyway, mm -hmm. like, uh, so, so again, I didn't like that part. Um, I feel like this movie could have been great and it was just, uh, it was just mid for me. Um, so I, I'm going to give it a five out of 13. I think, yep. it, I think they could have done so much better. Uh, I, again, I love Krampus and, uh, I love, I love the Christmas element. I love the setup and all that stuff, but yeah, there's just something off about this film, right? Yeah, I know. I agree with everything you said there. Um, and like I said, for me, I was back, bouncing back and forth between a five and a six. Yeah. If I focus on the parts I hated, it's a five. Yeah. If I focus on just the parts I liked, it's a six. Yeah, so are you, are it's you, funny that we both have differing opinions, though, on what we liked. <laughs> That's funny. I, I can't <laughs> believe you didn't like that first half. I love that first, uh, the first third of it. Um, anyway. I mean, you know, Koshner was good, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. There, uh, again, and like some of those jokes just didn't land for me. Like you said, with that aunt, the aunt, you know, some of her jokes, yeah. it may be in a movie theater, you know, with a couple of drinks in me and it's, you know, and it's uh, maybe leading up to Christmas and, a, and I'm with a, a bunch of other people and maybe the movie theater like laughs and stuff. Maybe I would have laughed, but that didn't happen yeah. in our movie room upstairs. So some of those jokes just didn't land. I was just like, that was stupid. You know, she just sent, she, she comes off as annoying, you know? Yeah, for, for sure. All right. Uh, totally agree. Okay. Well, uh, where did we watch this film? It was free. Uh, yeah. Um, I saw it on Peacock. Peacock. I, you probably so, did as well. Yeah. Go watch this. It's the Christmas mm -hmm. season. It's not a horrible film, but it's not going to change your life. So get your family up in the movie room <laughs> and watch this. Put a Christmas sweater on. Make everybody some hot chocolate. Make sure you put some marshmallows in there. Melt them really good. Mm -hmm. And then uh, and then put Krampus on and watch this film before we spoil it in this scene by scene. Watch Krampus. Let's do it. Yeah, here come the spoils. Along with children Max and Beth and their German-speaking grandmother, Omi, Tom and Sarah Engel host a holiday party at home for the extended family. Sarah's sister, Linda, arrives with husband Howard, children Jordan, Stevie, Howie Jr., and baby Chrissy, and the sister's overbearing aunt, Dorothy. Uh, I don't like them all. Only Howard can stay. The rest can get kicked out. Um, and, and we 
talked about this earlier, but they missed the opening scene, right? Yes. Where it's a Black Friday um, at a store. And for some reason in this store, there's like a play going on. I think we're I, just seeing a montage, I, I, I'm guessing. Or maybe it's like a big mall up north or something like that. Uh, and and oh, just like seeing that. all, like just it's just, they're just trying to set this thing up, you know? Yeah. So you're seeing yeah, that, be. like that Christmas rush of just like their sales on some, some, you know, just a bunch of crap and just people are fighting over it. And, and like, it's in like in slow motion, you're just seeing the worst of people, the cashiers who are ringing people up or just like, they have these frowns on their face, but they have Santa hats on. It just like, yeah. I just, I thought that was so funny. I just thought it was, it was, it's very ironic. You know, I was just, <laughs> you know, they're like sitting yeah. there like all in the people waiting in line with this stuff, with these Christmas presents are in like, they're just like in the worst mood ever. They look like they're hating their lives. And you're just sitting there. And Bing Crosby, I think, is is singing, It's beginning to look a lot like Christmas. Yeah. And everybody's just so freaking sad and depressed. And I was just like, this is ironic and hilarious. I just I I love the irony of that because Christmas is supposed yeah. to be so much more than that. But in in America, we've made it into this. Uh, into that we've made it into it sometimes it can be uh, not to that extreme but sometimes it can be pretty bad yeah i mean it, it was a little over the top for me because you had like the cops are just sitting there laughing as they're tasing people on the ground or whatever yeah. uh i did like the guy getting <laughs> stepped on i mean that that legit happens you know yeah that, that <laughs> really does happen I like that. Yeah. And, and like you said, so we meet the family, but the family's like, yeah, you're seeing this kid, Max, getting in a fight during his, I guess, school play. Yeah. Um, or he's part of it. Or, yeah, I guess he's part of the play. And then it shows them uh, beating each other up. And yeah. it shows his sister, Beth. She's just sitting there like recording yeah, it live or something. Phone. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah. And then, and, and then it cuts to a scene, and Omi's in there making. She's making cookies, man. Just making cookies like she's made for years for Christmas, you know? Just enjoying the mm -hmm. Christmas season. You're like you're seeing Omi, you're like, "Man, she knows how to celebrate Christmas, you know, the right way." Yeah. And like cuz there's like peace about her. There's like like she's in there, there's like Christmas music going. There's a Christmas carols on in the background. It's very quiet. And then and then the family comes in. And they're just fighting, you know, and about like what their son just did and all this stuff, and and like uh, and and Omi's son, uh, Adam, uh, Adam, mm -hmm. whatever his name is. Anyway, he comes up and he like kisses her on the cheek, and he's like, "Oh, don't make too many cookies." So and so bought some from the store, my, you know, like uh, you know, like yeah. and just like I, to me, I I just love all of that, you know. Yeah, because he he's even like taking a work call, and his wife's like, "Hey, you're working." Oh yeah, and uh, his name is Tom, by the way. And he's like, "Tom, thank yeah, you for that." Because I, I was just going gonna be to like, work, you know, Adam. But... I was gonna call him Adam for the rest of the for the rest of the <laughs> podcast. <laughs> but but yeah, so he's like, "Yeah, I, don't, I didn't say uh, I didn't have to take a phone call or something." So oh. you can tell he's just you know yeah. he's not in the Christmas spirit anymore. Is it is it Max? Is that the kid's name? The kid's name is Max. Oh, so, yep. so, so Max is like, are, are we not gonna, are we not gonna watch Charlie Brown and and what what open Christmas presents or like wrap Christmas presents or something like that? I don't. Or know. yeah, make make hot chocolate or yeah. and, and watch Charlie Brown or right. whatever they do, right. whatever tradition they have. But anyway, uh, Max and Omi have the special relationship. Omi speaks German here, directly yeah. in German, and you're like, oh. Okay, so Omi can't speak English, so she's speaking straight German, and Max understands her speaking in German, but he only speaks in English himself. That's what I was curious about too, because it's like she only speaks uh, English when it's convenient for the plot. Yes. Well, now, so here's my here's here's my theory on this. So I yeah. I had a friend named Juan Juan Zuniga growing up. Mm -hmm. You know Juan. I've heard of him. Yeah. So he he grew up here in the States. His family, they're Hispanic. They spoke they speak Spanish. He understood it. So when you're in his house, his mom would speak Spanish to him and he would talk to her in English. You know what I mean? But he could oh, he okay. couldn't he couldn't carry on a conversation with her in Spanish, but he understood what she was saying. 
Gotcha. So this is okay. that, that. So that's my insight on that. I don't know if that's what, if this was just a huge mistake in film history, or if that's what they were trying to capture. But uh, uh, but but that's what I remember. You know, and he would tell you to this day, I don't, I don't know how to speak Spanish. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, I grew up here. You know what I mean? I grew up here. I don't know. Right. No, I don't know. But he understood what his mom was saying. Yeah. You know. And you know what else he can do? What? He can bowl a three hundred. He I did. He bowled a three hundred. Dang it. <laughs> Dang you, Juan Zuniga. Shout out Juan. Yeah. Anyway, chaos erupts during dinner when Jordan and Stevie bully Max over a heartfelt letter that he wrote to Santa Claus. A sudden snowstorm ensues after Max tears up this letter and gives up on Christmas. Electrical power and phone lines go down. A strange snowman appears outside, as does a sack of presents on the doorstep. Uh, for me, this scene is insufferable. It's the type of scene that makes me yell at the TV. Why is Beth stopping him from getting his heartfelt piece of paper back? Uh, I thought she also hated the cousins, right? She didn't like the cousins. But she's like almost teaming up with them to like embarrass Max. Yeah. It's infuriating. Why are the parents not intervening? Yeah. I mean, maybe they're they're talking, but then they're also watching it unfold. Yeah. Like you can see Tom slash Ben Wyatt slash Adam sitting at the head of the table, like watching a cousin read a heartfelt letter and getting picked on. Mm -hmm. And they don't do anything. Yeah. I hate the extended family. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> This extended family, they knock on the door, and I mean, it's literally Cousin Eddie from, from, from Christmas Vacation. I mean, like, dude is a redneck. Uh, uh, they make sure to point out that he's, he's very conservative, and you know yeah. what I mean? Like they, like, they have lots of guns and stuff, which helps out here, here in the near future. It does. And, and he's driving a Hummer, this gas-guzzling Hummer, and... And uh, and they have like a, a thousand kids and he has two girls that he wishes they were boys, or, you know, and, and that, mm -hmm. again. So like and, and Max uh, that, you know, they're, they're very tough that, they, you know, you could tell that they've they've grown up a, a different life. But they kind of bully Max about still believing in Santa Claus, which, of, of course, uh, they allude earlier in this film that he's been bullied about this before. So Santa Claus, he's just like dead set on Santa, you know. Max is like, and I think Santa. Yeah, I think that is why he got into the fight in the beginning is because one of the boys in the play was telling kids that Santa wasn't real. Yeah, that's what he. So was Max took offense to that and yeah. started beating him up. Yeah, and he was like, "Yeah, they shouldn't be talking about Santa." Like, he's, and then and he like he stops for a second. And he's like, "You know, for the little kids, you know." Yeah, he so, still so, got that Christmas yeah. uh, in his heart. Yeah, Max has that Christmas in his heart. And it looks like Omi is probably playing a, a big point in this because she, at one point, whispers to Max, "Did you write that letter? You know, did you did you write that letter?" <laughs> and then and then Max is like, "Of course I wrote that letter. It's in his back pocket." The cousins, these tough redneck cousins, see that sticking out of his pocket, and they're like, "We're gonna get that letter from him." They get it from him. Mm -hmm. They're reading it at the table. And man, is it embarrassing. He's like, what, what is he wishing for? He's like, hey, I wish my mom and dad were, I wish they loved each other again or something like that. Didn't they say that? Yeah, he's even wishing good stuff for the cousin's ah, family. Yeah. So, like, so, I wish things weren't so hard for the for my cousin's yeah. family or whatever, blah, blah, blah. Yes. And and then, uh, and the, yeah, so so he it, so it sets Max up as a, as a sweet kid. Right. Yeah, sure. And, and I like again, I have no problem with Howard. His character is funny. <laughs> Why do you love and, Howard? You know, he's talking. <laughs> I, he's funny, man. I mean, he's a good character. I, th he's like, I think. I think secretly, Howard reminds you of a family member that you have, and you you have you like, hey, I love him. I love him <laughs> anyway. Uh, so so uh, Howard, uh, yeah, he's hilarious and he's funny. He's like poking at. He's poking at. He's po he's poking at Tom and like <laughs> he's poking at Tom there at the table and he's like oh like so so did you ever like play football or did you you know were you ever blah blah yeah. did you ever do this and he's like no I was in I was an Eagle Scout though and he like kind of made fun of him for that <laughs> you know but the the Eagle yeah. Scout does come into play a little bit later in the film mm -hmm. you know because yeah. uh, 
at one point he has to wrap up. Like dude, dude gets a pretty good gash or bite yeah. on his leg, and he has to wrap that up for him. So, so mm-hmm. there is uh, there's some good writing in here, you know, if you pay attention amongst the go- amongst the goofiness. <laughs> but yeah, the cousins they take Max's letter and they they read it, and the last thing that's on there is like a uh, you know <laughs> something about them uh, about their uncle Howard uh, wanting just boys, wanting them to be boys, uh, you know, because they do they they're, they're they're two girls, but they they're dressed up just like like t- two boys about to go hunting, you know, kind of thing. Which yeah, is, you could have fooled me. I thought they were boys yeah. all the time. <laughs> yeah, and they're in their re- they're in their wrestling and stuff. It, it's comical. It's funny. I don't know. Beth leaves to check on her boyfriend, Derek, and encounters Krampus bounding throughout the snow-covered neighborhood. Beth hides underneath a DHL van with a dead delivery delivery man inside. Krampus goes away but leaves behind a jack-in-the-box. A creature emerges from the toy and attacks Beth. Uh, Yeah, go out into the audible blizzard, little girl. Have you ever heard a blizzard? As soon as they open the door, it's like, <laughs> you never hear that. Like, you can hear the wind when you open the door. Yeah. <laughs> but they're like, uh, yeah, go ahead, check on your boyfriend. Yeah. It's uh, it's nuts. I, I did like the the intro for Krampus. I like the intro where he's he's jumping from house to house. And this synopsis, this uh, brilliant synopsis leaves out the fact that the DHL guy he delivered a bag uh, or he delivered a box and there was already a bag on the front porch that they took inside. Yeah. And the DHL guy's like, that's not mine. It must be somebody else. Oh my gosh. So it's like Krampus left all his toys, uh, <clears throat> you know, on the front porch for him. Yeah. Max tears up, tears that, that note up. And he gets, it gets made fun of. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, you see that note, the pieces of it kind of like going up into the wind, you know? And like something, something mystical and crazy happening with that, which is nuts because you're seeing this horrible family with these horrible kids, and you're thinking Krampus should come and kill all of these horrible <laughs> kids, and the one kid who has heart is the reason Krampus is coming, right? Yeah, that's true. That's a it's a crazy uh, deal there, but I guess. You know, and they explain it okay enough, I guess, later, right? Yeah. I mean, they explain why Krampus came is because he gave up hope and all right. that kind of fun stuff. But Beth is like yeah. FaceTiming her boyfriend, Derek, and she's like, oh, my family's here and blah, 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 and all this stuff. You see that. And then the next day, this blizzard has come. And it's like, I mean, it's hardcore. This is this blizzard's ridiculous, right? Yeah, it's audible. Like, you can hear the thing. Yeah. Like, like you open said, the door. You open it. They filmed this in New Zealand, yeah. and I was looking. I was looking at that, and I was like, "Oh, they, I guess for the snow and stuff." But they did it in the middle of summer, so all the snow that you're seeing <laughs> is either synthetic or CGI. You, how about that? Nice. Yeah, I didn't know that. But anyway, so so uh, like uh, Beth is like uh, FaceTiming her boyfriend, and, and the next day she's like, "Oh, he's not," you know, like a, a normal teen would like worry about. But the the fact yeah. that the family is just gonna let Beth walk out there, like you said, just like go out to her her boyfriend, like no, you know, you're not going. You're gonna like that's ridiculous out there. No, you're not it's going. Unheard of. But uh, that she, they would let her go out. Yeah, and even but if they're it's lying. four blocks away, it's only four blocks away. It's crazy. Um, it's 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 nuts. On the way there, she see you. You see Krampus for the first time. This is the best. This is the best. I like. I love Krampus jumping from house to house. She's yeah. scared to death. That's cool. She's scared to death, and I'm like, "This is awesome!" And then she she hides. She tries to get into this van, but again, there's that delivery guy who brought that those packages earlier, and he's frozen to death inside his van. I was about to say, did it, did she see him dead or? Yeah, so she yeah she saw him dead. Oh and yeah, then, like hides under his oh, van. Oh yeah, or and then she gets out of the van and she's like, <laughs> you know. And just like, what's going to happen? And then you see his hooves eventually. Yeah. I love that. I was just like, yes. And then he leaves. But then there's like yeah. that jack in the box. 
And you're just like, oh, Santa always leaves a present, but this is a Krampus present. <laughs> I love that. So I thought that was a great scene. And then uh and yeah. then and then some creepy toy pops out, and then you just see the van shaking violently, and then you don't know what happens to her. You assume she's yeah, dead. That, that's where it got fun for me, was like, okay, here's a toy, here's something's going down. Mm. You see Krampus finally, and I'm finally like, okay, now the movie's picking up. Yeah. But the way the family reacts to Beth being gone is like, <laughs> it should be hysteria. It should be tears. It should be freaking out. It should be a lot of things. But they're just kind of like, ah, she's okay. She'll be fine. Uh, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Later that evening, Omi wants Tom and Howard not to go out, but the men take Howard's truck to search for Beth. Tom and Howard find a stranded snowplow with its glass punched in. Tom and Howard find uh, inside of Derek's house that it's ransacked and covered in snow. The men follow Beth's screams outside where something tries to pull Howard underneath the snow. Tom shoots at the unseen creature as it flees. This is kind of where like, uh, like uh, Tom gets Howard's respect, right? Um, yeah, he does. And, and it shows also where uh, Howard has all those guns in his... It looks like a some kind of upgraded Hummer or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he's like... I think later on he's like, can this thing get us out of here? He's like, he could point her due east and she'll be storming the beaches at Normandy oh, yeah. at sundown. When he, he was so <laughs> confident. And like and like when 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 uh when they when Derek uh no no I'm sorry when Tom came to Howard and was like hey do you think you're hunt you know like when he came to him with that and the, like whatever yeah. Howard was saying was pure gold you know he said about three <laughs> like three four sentences he was just so ready he's like I was yeah. like he, he he basically he was like why didn't you ask me sooner let's go out and I get thought this you'd shit. never ask. yeah let's do this. <laughs> but like, yeah, they get to Derek, which is the boyfriend's house, and you could tell mm -hmm. that it's deserted. It's uh, you know something, something crappy, something shady's happened. Uh, it, is it me or does it look like it's just been abandoned for decades? There's like icicles hanging off the banister. I'm like, yeah. how'd they get there? Like this just happened. This blizzard just happened, but this house looks like it's been abandoned for years. Well, um, so so Omi. Omi kind of like in the beginning, like she kind of she kind of sees and knows what's going on. She's like, let's keep the fires lit, you know. Mm -hmm. So if Derek at Derek's house, they they didn't keep the fires lit, then yeah. here comes Krampus, you know, down the chimney. You got him. Yeah. So I, I that's what I was assuming because it did show a big crack down that chimney at Derek's house. So and. Uh Looking ahead a little bit, we didn't talk about it, but I guess the truck got crushed at some point also yeah. before Howard got bit. Oh, like yeah. the truck is gone. Lucinda is the truck's name because, of course, it has a name. It does have a name. Uh, <laughs> That's one of the funnier parts. Yeah, you're right. Howard, Howard, I love Howard at this. Yeah. Yeah. Hilarious. Their truck's destroyed, like you just said. Um, Tom and Howard, they frantically return to the house while everyone sleeps later that night. How can they sleep that night, Chris? For real. Like, you would be still worried to death about Beth. They go to sleep, Chris. They just, like, the parents, <laughs> like, they go, like, let's get some shut-eye. That will help us. The kids After... are eating all the battery out of the uh, phones and devices and stuff. Crazy. <laughs> It is just nuts. After, like, they went to the boyfriend's house and saw that it was destroyed. I mean, it's crazy. Whatever. Yeah. Um, while everyone sleeps later that night, Krampus lowers a gingerbread man down the chimney that attracts Howie's attention. Howie bites the cookie, which turns uh, sentient, is that what it says, and captures Howie. Yeah. Howie's pulled up that chimney while the Woken family fights futilely. To save him, a fire breaks out at the same time and destroys the Christmas tree. Man. All right. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. That when uh, that kid ate into that gingerbread head, yeah. it looked it did look delicious. Like I might have eaten. <laughs> I probably I might have taken a bite too. Howie was hilarious. Why was his upper? Yeah. Why did his upper lip look like that? Like, Who's this? Howie, little baby Howie, Howard Jr. Oh, I didn't. I didn't Howard Jr. Like, yeah, he walked in. He was just like, he looked like Napoleon, like that. Like, just like, 
Oh yeah, yeah and his, his upper lip, like, his upper lip was like this. He's sitting at the dinner yeah. table. He has like a three liter of just Mountain Dew, and he's just like downing it. And Howard's like, "Yes, that." And he burps, and Howard's like, "That's my boy. That's my boy." And he's like, "He's gonna be a lineman and all this stuff." And just like, like, and uh, Max tries to have a conversation with him, and uh, Howard Howie Junior. just like he's, staring at him. Just like staring. Ugh, it's so I funny. didn't like Howie Jr. Yeah, I'm glad he got taken. So yeah, uh, so one thing like, that we didn't talk about, yeah, is uh, for, uh, Howie, where he's yes. like, a shepherd must protect the, oh, the sheep yes. or his flock or something. Yes. They say it like five times by this point, and you're just like, oh my god, it's getting old. <laughs> but it's funny because he says it, and then like it cuts the scene, and he's like sleeping. The fire's <laughs> gone out. <laughs> yeah, he was he was I, supposed to stay up and keep watch. Yeah. He was all, he, so he was along somehow. He, he was basically all talk. Yeah. I like Howard. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He had a he had a bunch of guns. Yeah. Cool. He did have a lot of he had a lot of guns. He get, he gave he gave his his wife's gun <laughs> to uh to He's Tom. like it's heavy. Yeah. He's like yeah, that's Pam's or something. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so funny. All right, anyway. Omi tells everyone the story of how Krampus comes for feuding families who have given up on the spirit of Christmas. Omi explains that Krampus killed her family, but spared Omi to live as a reminder of what happens when holiday hopes are abandoned. This is in, I'm sorry, go ahead. Yeah, no, you're, you're about to say it. Uh, this is the cool animation part. Yes. It's pretty cool, right? I mean, yeah, I love it. I it's mean, not like terrible. Yeah, it's very nightmare. Uh, what was it? Uh, Grandpa's winks at yeah. her. Yeah, Night, the nightmare um, before Christmas. Uh, a lot of animation. Those uh, those old yeah. uh, those old Rudolph and uh, uh, you know, like those old Christmas movies. It's kind of kind of winks at that, but but she's also she does this in English. Well, thankfully, because I didn't want to read subtitles the whole time while I'm looking <laughs> at that cool animation. Yeah. Um, I could tell though from the beginning that she had a story about Krampus. Oh, definitely. Could you tell? Oh, yeah. Even from the opening scene. Oh, she. It's did. like she's gonna be the the one that tells us about Krampus. Yeah. Um, at the same time, um, like Omi, why couldn't you have warned us about this beforehand? You know, like, like couldn't you see it? You saw it, right? Like, why yeah. not just go ahead and say, "Hey, you're acting like a bunch of pieces of uh, pieces of crap here." You know? Yeah. Like you need to. Respect. You all need to have a lot more Christmas spirit around here. Yeah. Um. Or, or yeah. this is over. Uh, but you know, later uh, after this movie, Omi would go on to join a Swedish cult uh, and sacrifice herself in the name of the Enlightened Ones. No, she did not. Fun fact: Was that her in Midsommar? No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, but it seems like it would be her. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. I just had to type that down oh, when I was watching it. I was so like, good. this looks like some, something from Midsommar. She's, yeah, she's definitely after won. that, she went back home. <laughs> she got lost in Sweden on the way to Germany and joined a cult. Yeah, in which they end their life at, what, 72 or something like that, anyway? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Good she's for there. her. Good for Omi, you know? Good for Omi. I like that. Jordan and Stevie are lured to the attic by Krampus's minions, and they are swallowed by the jack-in-the-box clown. Now grown to an enormous size, Stevie is rescued, but Jordan vanishes. Gingerbread men terrorize Howard in the kitchen, while the other adults confront uh, sentient dolls upstairs. Did you like the jack? That is a lot to unpack. Yeah, the, the, there's a lot to go on there. They go upstairs. There's like this crazy. I mean, there's like I mean, the minions are the the Krampus's minions are running amok this house. You got this big yeah. creepy Jack in the Box thing that when it opens its mouth, there's all these teeth and slime, and it swallows one of the one of Howard's children. You know, one of the girls, and uh, that's nuts. And there's also these gingerbread men who uh, who who like provide like a comic relief almost, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I did like one of those voiced by Seth Green or two of them. Really? Yeah. But they didn't even talk. They were just like laughing and shooting a nail gun at Howard. That kind of reminded me of Gremlins a little bit. 
when I was seeing the gingerbread man, I was like, oh, that's very gremlins of this film. So why don't you just admit that in your heart of hearts, gremlin is a 13 for you and you didn't admit it on the podcast. I like gremlins. I didn't give it a bad number. <laughs> Go back and look at that episode. I didn't give it a bad number. I like gremlins. Well, I'm, yeah, I might watch gremlins every Christmas with my children. Okay. Along with Krampus. 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 Yes, I'm going to watch this. Uh, this was my favorite scene. I did like the gingerbread uh, men. They don't really talk about the creepy-ass tree topper either. <gasps> that angel-looking thing yeah, that, that was, was up crazy. in the rafters. That was nuts. It like, managed to almost like hang Sarah. Oh, I love like, that. Yeah. That was crazy. Who saved her? It was her heck. sister, right? Her sister saved her? Her sister finally threw off the teddy bear. Ooh. Right, the that had a bunch of teeth that was trying to bite it. Oh, that looks so creepy. That looked good. She to me, the gingerbread men were were very uh, CGI, right? So I I feel like they were they were not my favorite. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I see what you're saying. I, I just like the uh, the comical part of that where yeah. uh, the last one is like about to stab Howard and then the dog eats it. Yes, you know, that, that, I could that see. Kinda, I could see like again, like in the movie theater, like oh, that'd be pretty fun, you know, like that kind of thing. But yeah. to me, this yeah, like I like the the practical effects. I like the the ones up in the attic. I like a uh, Krampus. Again, I would have liked I would have liked Krampus to be the terrorizer in this, and not his minions as much. But I yeah. get it. I get why they did it, and 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 knowing that this is uh, Dotery and the the guy who did Trick or Treat, that sounds pretty legit, you know, of why you know. Yeah, that's a, so you want a little more Krampus and a little less minions. Is that wrong? Call me old fashioned. No, I, I agree with you. I did like a few of the minions, but uh, they could have cut out a few of them and focused more on Krampus. Krampus minions overrun the house. They take Aunt Dorothy and Chrissy. Thank goodness. Howard's also pulled away when he attempts to rescue his infant daughter. The minions scatter and they leave at the sound of a Krampus arrival on the rooftop. Tom, Sarah, Max, Linda, and Stevie decide to make a break for the abandoned snowplow. Omi willingly stays behind in order to finally face Krampus. Good for uh, good for Omi. I had a lame joke that said, Omi, don't play that, but I'll probably <laughs> cut that out of the podcast. Um, uh, Omi, don't play that. Uh, Omi, don't play that. I did like the character design of Krampus that we've talked about. I loved it. Yeah. Um, and I guess they're too confused to have feelings that their entire family is dead. Yeah. There's only like a few of them left and they're just like, hey, we're going to make a break for the snowplow. Yeah. <laughs> you, you would think there'd be more crying, snot bubbling and, uh, just like, just like shaking yeah. and all that stuff. They're like, no, we're going to make it for the snowplow, man. We're going to go to McDonald's out of town, you know, yeah. like it just, <laughs> yeah. At that point you're just like kind of rolling your eyes. I don't know. Yeah, uh, they, this feels. I'll mention it after the next paragraph, but this part of the movie just feels really rushed. Yeah, you know what I mean, it does. Like even like like hearing Omi's stop motion, like this kind of like sets in motion sets in motion. What like what what you're seeing and stuff, like her parents getting killed by Krampus, and like give, mm -hmm. he, didn't he give her like a, some kind of ornament? Like some kind of like little ball on a string. It looked like a bell. Yeah, it was like, like a, a bell. He's a like he, jingle bell. Yeah. So she held onto that. It's like to remind her that if you suck, uh, you know, Krampus is going to come and kill your entire family, <laughs> which is, uh, you know, whatever. Krampus emerges from the chimney with a bag of toys that devour Omi. When creatures <laughs> attack outside, Tom has everyone go on ahead while he protects them with a shotgun. A creature pulls Tom underneath the snow. Sarah and Linda are also pulled beneath the snow, right as Max and Stevie make it into the plow. <laughs> it just uh, kills or captures just like starts killing everybody seven off. Seven main characters, yeah. right? Like all in three minutes. It was almost like the studio was like, "Hey, you've been there. you've been there." You've been shooting this film for like six months. Time to wrap this <laughs> wrap this up now. We got to get out of here. You got to start killing um, some of these Yeah, people. it all feels rushed. Um, I had another note too where uh, they had to finish uh, the rest of the family off before the movie ended. <laughs> um, and at this point, you kind of lose your sensitivity to it. Yeah. You know, everybody else has been quote unquote killed. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, you're just kind of like, okay. Well, there they go. Like, yeah. who cares anymore? 
Yeah. It's just, uh, like you said, it feels odd. It feels campy. It feels a little goofy, you know? Feels very yeah. gremlins like, like the gremlins are running amok in the town and, oh no, you know, it just feels like that. Yeah. Like, 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 there's no real depth of feeling, just people just die, you know? And it's like, yeah. oh, look how these minions can kill these people, you know? It's just kind of goofy, but there's no like, <laughs> oh my God, you know, and there's none of that. <laughs> like, it just feels, it, yeah. it feels a little campy, which is, I mean, maybe that's what they wanted. It does not, like, the cover of this film does not convey that. Mm-hmm. You know? It, it conveyed killing, slashing, <laughs> death by Krampus is what yes. it conveyed. Minions surround the plow and they pull Stevie away from, uh, through the snow. Krampus appears before Max, dropping a Krampus sleigh bell, the, the classic there it is. Krampus sleigh bell ornament. Surrounded by torn <laughs> scraps from Max's letter to Santa Claus, and then Krampus vanishes. So, quick question: Did you know at this point that they were all just being captured, or did you think that Krampus was killing them? I thought he was killing them one by one. I didn't know they were captured. Right, because it was like they're just kind of taking yeah. them. Yeah. Um, and this movie glossed over the the elves breaking in. The elves. Uh, or the, the synopsis. Yeah. The elves break in and then they steal like the baby. Yeah. And then that's when Howard jumps on and then drags him away too. What we talking and about? Judy it, gets it, ejected from the minions. window. They call them minions a little bit. Minions. It's yeah, all they just said minions. Elves. They, yeah. they, the elves uh, weren't that impressive. They just came out of nowhere. Yeah, it's just Krampus was the most impressive thing about this film, and I really think they they could have. He was the he was the guy in the film. It was the name of the film. He was jumping from house to house. He didn't need all this help that he got. And yeah, I, I wanted you know, more. I wanted more of him. You know what this movie could have used what? is um, more gremlins. <laughs> they needed some gremlins. They really did. Be sure to check out our Minions podcast, or our uh, Gremlins podcast. He's called it Minions. That's funny. Eh, same thing. We could do Minions, yeah. Max walks though uh, the snow and uh, through the snow and finds a nightmarish assembly of Krampus minions and captured family members. Max shouts that he he rescinds or or, or or he wants back his wish and 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 while demanding that Krampus release his family. Max tosses the sleigh bell into the snow, and then the ground cracks open to reveal a fiery pit. Max tells Krampus to take him instead of my family. Krampus holds Max over the pit after Max apologizes with an explanation that he only wanted Christmas to be like it used to be. Krampus lets go, dropping Max into the fire pit. Yeah. Kind of strange, yeah. but uh, whatever. I mean, I guess you got to get to that dream transition somehow, right? Exactly. And then here we go. Max, uh, and we were watching this, and the wife was like, Was it all a dream, seriously? And I'm yeah. like, Honey, I don't know. I <clears> guess <throat> maybe. That's what Krampus made it. Cram- uh, mm-hmm. Max wakes up in his bed on Christmas morning downstairs. He finds his entire family just enjoying the holiday together. Max is the only one who recalls the previous events and presumes it to have been a bad dream until he unwraps a Krampus sleigh bell. The family suddenly exchanges certain looks with one another as the camera pulls back to show that uh, the Ingle home inside a snow globe within the Krampus lair. (laughs) And I liked it. I liked the end that it showed where uh, they aren't free. They are captured by yeah. Krampus, and they're forced to live eternity, uh, waking up every Christmas morning and have to enjoy like each other. Like it's Groundhog um, Day, right? No, it's not. Yeah, bad. it's a, everything's back but, to normal. They're enjoying a Christmas morning. Uh, this is just like Home Alone, when uh, the parents make it home on Christmas morning on time, and everything's fine. Kevin, what did you do to my room? That's what this is. You know, that's the no. ending that he was going for here. Well, I, that's not what I gathered. <laughs> I didn't see it as a happy ending. I thought you would have liked that about this movie where it's not a happy ending. 
I I saw the the happy. I guess Krampus. Uh, he's like watching him in the snow globe. I just thought I, to me it just looked like he was just watching him. Like he's just like oh like like he was like he's just always watching. Like the Santa Claus. Uh, he gave his son a snow globe, and he's like, anytime you want to see me, just shake the snow globe, and I'll be there. It's like that kind of thing. I just like it was just a way. It was just a conduit of how of like I can still. I could be there at any time, so you better watch what you're doing, guys. You know, I don't. So know. you better watch out. That yeah, like you, our next podcast. You better watch out so, our next podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so real quick, yeah. When Max opens up the present and you yes. see the sleigh bell, mm-hmm. the family just kind of like looks really disconcerned, and they're like looking at him mm-hmm. and looking at the at the bell, mm-hmm. and it's almost like they're remembering that. I don't know. It, it's I have to read a little more about that. But nobody it, remembered a... it, but but Max. So they're taken aback. I don't know. Maybe it's like a maybe yeah. it's like a, a, a maybe like a yeah. They looked a, concerned, like a to deja me. vu moment or something. Could have been. Yeah, I'll have to research that. Yeah. I like that. But yeah, next podcast. Next podcast. Uh, better watch out. Better watch out. That's coming Man, up. We're we're keeping it with the Christmas theme. Better watch out. Take a look at that. Subscribe so you don't miss anything, guys. That does it for this episode of Blood and Donuts. Thanks so much for listening. Please like and subscribe. Check out our other episodes on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Stop by our YouTube channel, Blood and Donuts Podcast. Until next time, this has been Chris and Tony's Blood and Donuts. Blood and Donuts.